Welcome to episode 79 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Good evening. It is Monday night, October 27th. It is, what are we, six days out, five days out from Halloween? Halloween's on Friday. Today is Monday. That's five... Spooky nights. Very short. Oh, you got all your haunted TV and movie watching in. And in honor of All Hallows Eve, we're going to be talking about Marvel. Well, we are a up-to-the-minute current podcast that likes to update our fans. I wanted I wanted Halloween episodes, but news keeps coming out that. We have to talk about goddamn you interesting stuff to talk about on our podcast. How dare you? So we can just do bullet points or headlines and then move right into Halloween we, talk. We can, we can do whatever we want. It's our podcast. Nobody's telling us what. To That's do. true. We have no sponsors. In case anyone out there wants to pick us up and sponsor us. I've been told that that's the next step for this podcast. Who told you that? A sort of listener that I work with. Ah. He said are they, are they well informed when it comes to this kind of thing? Uh, he also told me this week that everyone over 30 is useless in the workforce. So. Oh. Well, yeah. that would make all of us useless in the workforce. Yes, which correct. Correct. It's probably true. Yeah, it could be. Could be. So low number thirty. I still feel very virile. Because frankly, I've noticed that anybody twenty-five and under is kind of worthless. Yeah, I mean, like if you've got those those years, whenever going to the bar and hanging out, doing other things is way more important than work. And then you have a short little window where work is. You you want to climb the corporate ladder, you want to get everything done, and then that goes away. And then you're like, how long can I ride this shit out and be not noticed? Now, Ian, do you feel you have climbed the corporate ladder? Have you, have you attained the heights in which you have desired? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think I'm climbing anymore. I think I'm just hanging out on a rung uh-huh. and just keeping low, keeping my head. So you went up low. a few steps and you're like, this is high. Yeah, enough. I was like, ooh, it's kind of breezy. I'm kind of high up here. Breezy up here, I think. So you're afraid of heights, so to speak. Yes, corporate heights. Is that one of the things that that scares you during the Halloween season, or corporate heights? Ah, well, you know what? Why don't we talk about... We should talk about the things that actually scare us. We might have done it last year, but for Halloween, why don't we do it again? Yeah, why not? But let's do it after housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. Go to McSauce.com, check out the webcomics, reviews, strips, everything that we do there. McSauce.com, go to Facebook page, iTunes, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Housekeeping with Ian Sharpley, copyright 2014, McSauce.com, because Keeping House with Mr. Sauce was voted down. That was a failure. But, yeah, if you're listening now, you know where to go. So, let's talk about... That was it? Housekeeping's yeah. over? What if they're... Housekeeping's we gotta treat this like comic books. There may be a new listener every episode. <laughs> We'll treat it like DC comic books and just assume that you read and have no page where oh, it catches people off. He that's, has completely turned his back on DC comics in this last week. He has reverted back to his Marvel zombie ways. It's true. 
He is now on the red team. Well, just, you just know a what? true believer. That's all. One of these days, oh. DC is going to bump up their prices and charge you an extra dollar for a recap page for all the idiots who can't keep track of what's going on. Ah, uh, you also get a digital copy. So oh, I mean, old digital copy. Oh, but that's no good to anybody that doesn't, you know, live in 2014. Whatever. The old digital copy. Yeah, that's a thing that that's a selling point and something that people really value. Never heard of it. Yeah, I know you haven't. Never heard of it. Yeah, that's true. But when you do, you'll act like you invented it, and it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> as soon as DC starts offering it, Paul will be like, oh, this is so great. They give you a di- Get this. You get a digital copy with your $3.99 purchase at DC Comics. I went out and bought myself an iPad. I bought two iPads so that I can read all of my comic books digitally because... Like, Fuck all that. Like two at once? Two at once. That's what he's going to do. He's going to be so excited. Wow. It's a. It's really a chicken or the egg thing because with that three ninety nine price point, I won't be able to save money to get a digital comic to use that digital download. That's true. That's true. Well, you will, but you'll just be able to get less. And since you boycotted DC for that entire month whenever they had... What was it? Uh... Some kind of gimmick that they were doing that month Fuck because they're pretty gimmicky. I can't keep track of all their. Was it selfie month? Was it fucking <laughs> haunted was it monster? Was month? it monster haunted cover month? I don't know. Fuck You're the DC guy. Fuck all that varying cover bullshit. Fuck their lenticular cover bullshit. I bought two BPRDs, a Hellboy, and a Walking Dead trade Uh-oh. out of that month. That's how much money I saved. Let's by, call him Dark Horse Paul by dipping on that fucking. Bullshit cover month. Both, both horror comics. How True. do you like that? Mm-hmm. So, did you read them both? No, I, I know. I'm, I'm kind of skipping ahead to almost to like a what you've been reading thing. I don't mm-hmm. want to get into that. What I'm what I'm basically doing is just saying, did you read the stuff you bought? I read three quarters of the Walking Dead book, mm-hmm. but didn't get around to the Hellboy or BPRD. Yet. Are you liking Walking Dead? Um, I feel like these last couple issues they've been dealing with the war between. Rick and the Hilltop and Negan, and I think they need to wrap that up. I'm pretty sure it's Negan. Tomato, tomato. Well, but Negan just sounds like less pretentious. Negan sounds like he's British or something, maybe. Negan. Ian? Uh, Negan doesn't seem like a pretentious guy. Full of himself, yeah, but not pretentious like like hoity-toity or something. Yeah, but Negan doesn't sound like a real name. Negan like, does? Yeah, it sounds better than Negan. Like, why? Well, I, I don't. I don't get it. Like, I don't know why Robert Kirkman would name <laughs> Robert Kirkman would name him Negan. You mean Robert Kirk? Kirk- name? I say Kirkwood first. Then I correct myself. Kirkman. Kirkwood. Pronunciation: Negan. Off of Negan. Negan. Knee. Off of what? Wait. Off of the Walking Dead wiki. That's as good as we're getting. So fans basically determine what it's going to be. I mean, I guess. Oh, sure. Well, there's no, nothing mean, more could... accurate than what some asshole on the internet says. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that supports my argument. Way to go, fans. So, yeah, I, I think this uh, this storyline with said villain is carrying on a little bit too long. Yeah. Like, he was really fun when he was first introduced. But I feel like it's it's time to wrap it up. And I think by the time this trade ends, which is, you know, it's volume 21, I don't think it's going to be wrapped up. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where 
I think they realize they have a, a really good villain in Negan. And they also had a really good one in The Governor. And The Governor and Negan are kind of the same type of guy, but their methods are, like, different from one another. Um, whereas I think Negan is actually a lot more of a tactician than he seems on the surface. And I think that the governor maybe wasn't quite as smart as Negan was, and he certainly didn't have the um, the fear factor, I think, that Negan uh, implements. But Negan is unpredictable, he, and I he, think that's the scariest part. He is unpredictable, yeah. And, and he is scarier, I think, because I think you know exactly what you're going to get with the governor. Um, Negan's responsible for one of the most remembered moments in this series. We won't spoil it for people, but... I think he's remembered for a lot of reasons. I mean, he's a, yeah. he's a cool character. He is. He's so, he's so loud and in the front and yeah. just straight up. He's a great foil to, to Rick's, you know, heroics. And I think that you... A comic book like The Walking Dead where they're always, you know, moving on to a, a new character because they're constantly killing off characters. The book is constantly in motion with who your your main cast is. I think they're very careful about killing this one character off, which I'm pretty sure eventually they're going to do and have to move on in the story. But, you know, are you going to come up with somebody even better than Negan or are you going to – is it going to feel like an inferior villain compared to the last guy. And then I start to wonder, well, how much longer can the series possibly go on until we're like, yeah, we we did this already. We, we've seen this bad guy. We've seen this storyline with these zombies. Personally, I feel like we're, we're starting to approach maybe the, the time when we want to consider wrapping things up. Because it, you can run into that it's just kind of meandering along, and it's going and going. And it, Does it not entertain you anymore? Well, or? I won't say that, because I, I'm about a year behind. And, um, I mean, I, I love the book, but I think that it can... I mean, I love to, to where I got, but I do think that you're going to start repeating things. And I don't want to see that, necessarily, because this, this is a... a a very linear storyline as opposed to something like Spider-Man that doesn't have like this concrete kind of like through line, perfect continuity thing. Um, or rather it does have that perfect continuity as opposed to a Spider-Man where there's legitimate passage of time. in this. you see characters yes. aging get older, right? And dead is dead in right. this universe. You're not seeing anybody. Well, I mean, until they come back as zombies. Right. And, I mean, I don't know. Um, may, maybe we're going to follow these characters until they grow old and die. But I just don't want to start repeating storylines and seeing the same thing over and just seeing, like, a new spin on a bad guy, which maybe we were already in that area with Negan, you know, because he's kind of like a different sort of version of the governor. I mean, it's yet another head honcho that's, you know, kind of a bad dude that has a whole group of other bad dudes following him. That's what the governor was. They just kind of did things a little differently. And, I mean, you've kind of killed off so many of your core characters that, to me at least, some of the the more recent, like, latecomers aren't quite as endearing. Maybe because they haven't been around as long, but 
I'm not as attached to them. I don't care as much. I don't feel nearly as invested. Because um, it's it's an epic feat whenever people make it into the next trade of The Walking Dead for me. I get excited when my heroes and the favorite people that I follow, those people make it out alive for another six months. Right. So I, yeah. I know you know there there has there has to be killings and you know people have to die and it, if you're constantly killing like the side characters, it's not going to have the same the same effect or you know have the same severity in this universe as when you kill one of the characters that you've grown to love. But even a guy like Abraham, it's like Abraham gave a second lease on Tyrese. Right. Because they killed Tyrese pretty early on. Right. And, you know, bringing in Abraham, he fit in so well and he was instantly likable. And, like, right now, any any new characters that they've introduced, like, I'm not really... I like Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Other than that, everyone else is cannon fodder for me. Except Negan, who's weirdly likable in a, in a horrible way. Mm-hmm. And as I was reading this last trade, I was like, who are they going to cast to get him for the show? Because I think that's a pretty tall feat, because he has to be kind of charismatic. And, you know, you need to like seeing him. Like, I never really enjoyed David Morrissey's governor. No, but I don't think that the governor in the books ever was charismatic or likable where Negan is. And you didn't have that portion. I think they maybe tried to do it. With David Morrissey, but you didn't need it. It wasn't part of the character from the book. Maybe not charisma, but there was there was still something to the governor that was completely lost in the books. That was completely lost in the show translation. Yeah. In the show, he was almost like this, um, like dual personality kind of guy. Whereas yeah. in, in the books, he was the same character all the time. Yeah, he was straight up bad guy. And, yeah. Right, and he had this like quality to him where. He, he came across as kind of this, like, somehow total, like, redneck that somehow, like, assumed command of, like, a group. He had, like, no business being the leader of this group of people. I think Whereas, he transformed himself into, like, Southern Gentleman whenever he was their leader. Not in the book. No, no not in the book. In the, right. In the, in the, in the, in the show. TV show. And that just didn't, that wasn't the governor. Yeah. And so, like, Paul, you're saying that, you, you know, they have a tall order to, to try to cast Negan. Well, based on some of the casting that they've done, sometimes they hit the nail right on the head, like the actress that they got from Michonne. Um, I think Tyrese is good. Actually, I think he was a little bit of a miss. Really? Yeah, I, did. I, like, I, did, I did too. I liked him. But maybe Tyrese I Tyrese in the books is a former NFL player. This Tyrese works down at the local gas station. I yeah, was just going to say that. But, but that's a writing thing. Do you not think that that actor no, is... No, no. He's, it was he, a, the character. the guy's big and soft. Like, he doesn't look like... He, he doesn't look like a former NFL player. I Have agree. you seen any former NFL players, guys? Yeah, but the way Tyrese is played in the books, he's not fat, overweight. Right, he's, I don't think he's, he's just quit playing. I think he's, he's big, muscular, athletic. It's like he quit playing the year before, whereas this Tyrese looks like he quit playing 30 years before. Right. 
I disagree, but... Apparently you've never seen the I show, then. I disagree, but or, I digress. Or never seen Tyrese from the comics, who is big I've, and muscular. I've seen both of those. What? Are, I disagree, but what, I digress. Let's move on. Well, no, let's not move on, because... I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked that you think Tyrese in the I, show I, looks like Tyrese from the book. No, I didn't say that. I said that I think that that guy could be a former NFL player. He's a massive, no, no. hulking... Physical presence. That yeah. is what I said. But you also said that you feel like it, it was accurate casting. Re- I thought he was a good representation. Yeah. Wait, but, like, in what way? Like, what from the book do you feel translated right into the... I guess, I guess just because he's black. No, I mean the essence of... Oh, you can say that. I think the essence of what the character... How he is, how he acts in the book is similar to how he acts in the show. See... I disagree on that point, too. I disagree because on that as well. books, he is a straight-up number two to Rick. He's no-nonsense, go get him, go fuck some shit up. This Tyrese is afraid to kill zombies. He was, He's a right. giant pussy. He was a lot like... And I keep waiting for him to turn into the book Tyrese. Not gonna happen. He was a lot like the way they portrayed Shane in the show for a while when Shane in the show wasn't kind of insane and he was a little bit more like an ally to Rick for like a few short moments. That was Tyrese from the book. Like Shane on the show at times was closer to Tyrese in the book than Tyrese in the show. I agree with that. That is clearly the way that they were writing that character at the point. In the beginning of the show, they needed somebody to be an ally to Rick. They used Shane. And I thought that was a smarter way to do that as well. Because you had the duality of this is my best friend, and you, but I have this dirty secret and this horrible uh, compulsion for his wife, who that was my girl, and that was a that was a nice and different way to play things. And I agree, he was more like the Tyrese role there. So it it also doesn't help with Tyrese that in the books, like him and Rick became good buddies pretty quick, and they were one and two, and those two were leading the group. But in the show, I mean, they're, they barely even have any scenes together. Right. So, like, I mean, that doesn't help the case for the similarity between the characters either. I'm confused. I, we don't have to talk about it more, but you, you have confused me. <laughs> I'm glad that I confused you. Do we want to go someplace else, or do we want to continue to argue about this? I can argue about it. But well, we know. <laughs> we know you but, can. But I have, I, I know what you guys are doing, and I'm... I'm well, conceding. Wait, what are we doing? I'm not doing anything. I, you want me to argue, and I'm... No, saying, I don't... We don't, we don't have to encourage you to argue. And I understand. We don't so have I'm to not, encourage you to argue. This, this will be a very natural This will thing be my third time that I say I concede. No, so. I don't. I don't want you to argue. I'm honestly kind of surprised that you're... That that's your opinion. And that's fine. I don't... That's cool. But I'm just kind of surprised. I was surprised that you enjoyed Constantine more than I did. I was surprised you thought the effects were really bad. Because the effects were really bad. I used my eyes, I saw it for myself, and I said, those effects are bad. You had a different thing. You have different eyes, you had a different way of coming at it, so it surprised me. You must have had different expectations going in for the effects. Because I really didn't have a problem with any of the effects. I I thought they were... I mean, they weren't once upon a time effects. No, nothing is. They were. I thought they were subpar. I really did. Um, I thought they, that they could have done a much better job. It just looked cheesy. A lot of stuff looked cheesy to me. And the way that it was filmed felt like every other NBC TV show, whereas 
we talked about before, Gotham, to me, looks completely different than anything that's on Fox. It has a mm-hmm. really a really refined style to it, and I was hoping for more of that in Constantine, and I didn't get it. And everything else on Fox is a shoddy piece of shit and or animation. Ah, uh, are you putting words in my mouth? Or you, do you want me I'm to trying to? I'm this? trying to complete your thought. You said it looks unlike anything else on Fox. It looks very refined and polished. Um, that it's, 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 it's a high level. Everything else it on is Fox the, is it's, unrefined it, and unpolished. It's the, no, that doesn't mean that oh, at all. I'm sorry. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that that is the high level mark for Fox and what it can do. I see. And everything else, just like we talked about, Andrew Luck threw for 400 yards, and that's great. But Ben Roethlisberger threw for 522. And that's what Gotham's show really brings, to me at least. Stylistically, Gotham is unlike anything else on Fox. But quality-wise, it's just, just as good as a lot of other things. It's just that you know the subject matter that Gotham has to work with. You know, just put some... Great lighting in a nightclub, and you know, get Bruno Heller and the director to, to do their job, and it looks great. Gotham doesn't have to deal with. All right, we need to show what purgatory looks like. We need to show what an angel landing on Earth looks like. Unless they want to do it in a nightclub with nice lighting. And, so there's going to be a different grading scale. And that's, for and that's fine. But I think shows. even you mentioned before that it looked as good or at the, on the same level as Supernatural. I think Supernatural has pulled off better things than what I saw in this pilot. Angel coming to Earth? That looked a little shaky to me. I'm excited for Matt to watch it because I, I, I need a second opinion. Someone out there in, in McSauce land, tell us what you thought about the Constantine effects. Now, now, that all being said, I still had a good time. I'm excited for more. The most problems that I had with it, it was a um, writing the you introduce a main female character to kind of be a sidekick to Constantine, and they write that character out within that same pilot. I can't I imagine was, she's out for good. She is. Setting up all the backstory with she, her dad and everything. But she is. That was written out. I read it. I read it on the old internet. That's wow. Multiple that's times. That's how insane it seems. Like, why would they do Did that? Did you read that on a wiki page? I didn't read it on a wiki page. I wrote it, read it on multiple... You don't think they'll bring... Well, I, okay, I didn't see the show, but are they, I, are they, are they not going to bring they, the character back in a future episode? They've cast somebody else as his sidekick, so it defeats the purpose of setting up her role in this universe completely. Maybe he has two sidekicks, and he's torn between which one he likes better. Don't you think that sounds like an intriguing storyline? Could be. Could I mean, be. how many sidekicks does Batman have? A whole bunch. A shit ton. More than two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, written out of the, you know, four months after they put the pilot together, she was written out of the show. She had a promising career as as somebody to ride along with Constantine, but she just didn't fit in, in our plans, the showrunner said. And I don't understand that. It seems strange that they would bring well, somebody else in. So that was that was weird. Hopefully I'm so show. excited for the show. I'm sure it's just a pilot, and as we've mentioned here before, you can't really judge a show on its pilot. Right. I really want to see it. I, I, um, what happened was, uh, I was having issues with my cable, 
on Saturday night, and I think it wasn't until like about 11 minutes after the show started that I got it sorted out, so it was like too late. But then I did see, it's like on on demand, you can actually check it out on on demand, and uh, so I'll do that. It's available for free, I'll watch it. Do it. I'll watch I'm curious to see what you think. I'm curious to see what I think, too. I'm excited about it. I still am in spite of Ian's, you know, fairly lukewarm response to it. Yeah, there was a lot There was a lot I liked about it. I left very satisfied. I'm really thrown for a loop that they're not bringing that chick back. I mean, that's fucking insane. Now, is there a new episode next week? This Friday. This, Friday. this coming Friday. Mm-hmm. Is that Halloween night? That's Halloween night, man. Perfect timing. You can get all caught Maybe up. I'll watch both. You can... Hopefully no trick-or-treaters ring the doorbell while I'm watching this show. Not that I can't pause it, but as if the commercials aren't enough of an interruption. It's one night a year. Hand out the candy to the trick-or-treaters. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Actually, you know, it that's something... Doesn't it come on late at night? It, it comes on at like 10 o'clock. Trick-or-treating's over, sir. You know, you need to <laughs> that's true. hand that candy out. If my doorbell rings at 10 o'clock... That's how you come to murder you. Right. I don't think I want to answer. Well, number one, I don't have a doorbell, so if a doorbell did ring, I'd be like, <laughs> What the fuck is that? And I would start running in place, like, screaming. <laughs> Who installed a doorbell? That would freak me out. But if I hear a knock on the door... Your place is kind of creepy, too. Thank you. In a weird way, with all the old dark wood going in the vestibule and up the stairs. Yeah. The way the... Once you get up the stairs, it breaks into, like, the front and the back you know, halves of the building. Yeah. Who knows what could go on in those rooms? A lot of um, spirits hiding, maybe possible. Your bedroom is essentially a death trap. It's a dead end. It's back around the corner. Yeah, you're. I mean, where are you going to go out the second floor window? Is, you would have to. Is that all you have? Second floor window, your only escape. Uh, unless I want to go downstairs to the front door. Yeah, Murder but if standing right there. Yeah, but if bedroom door is blocked, I mean that's a window. Yeah. Do you have any kind of... Is there a soft landing, or is it just concrete? It's just grass. It's grass. grass. You can probably you can ro- make, roll. Yeah, I mean, you might want to do a roll out there. No, 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 no. I would I would go out the window, and I would sort of, like, hang. And jump. And then yeah. drop, and I think I'd be okay. And I'm fairly quick, so I'd run. Okay. I would run. And I wouldn't be, like, one of the... You know, like, in horror... Like, we talked about it last week, I think, with um, American Horror Story, when the clown went after the girl. She ran, like, five fucking feet before she fell over and was killed. And they do that in every horror movie. Why... And it's always... No offense, ladies, but it's always girls. Why can't you run? (laughs) Why are you so bad at running? (laughs) Explain that to me, Ian. I'm not a girl, but I think that that's very, uh, that's a controversial thing. A lot of girls are great runners, and how dare you say that? But in the movie, in the horror movies... But this takes place in the 50s. Girls didn't learn how to run until the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) But for real, why is it in horror movies, like, why can't they ever be running and then be just caught? Why do they have to... Like, what happens? Are you that, like, paralyzed with fear? Like, who's the most formidable female horror film, like, 
actress that we can think of. Like Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. But like, what did she do? She wasn't good at or running. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I mean, that science went toe to toe with Freddy. Science fiction. Alice in some of the later uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets was kind of badass. What was? What did they bring to the table that made them? Able to confront these monsters. I think. I think bravery. Bravery, not not running. running. Not their forty time. Yeah, I mean, you, look, you gotta run. You got to run. You don't turn around and confront. Like in Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Part Eight, Jason takes Manhattan or whatever one that was. You had the 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 boxer, the Olympic boxer dude, and he's on the rooftop, and he gets to the end of the roof. End of the line. He has to turn around and he has to fight Jason with his fists, and he starts boxing him. And Jason has been imbued with some super strength, same as Michael Myers in all of his movies. Well, you mean like? Oh, well, yeah, he's already kind of freakish. Just an incredibly high pain threshold. We don't know what his deal is exactly. There's something supernatural going with on. Jason? Yeah. When you say, I mean, he. Kind of is killed and comes back and killed and drowned and comes back. Do they ever say definitively what it is? No? I think it's just the devil likes him a lot and he yeah. keeps the bringing devil. him back. This is it the devil? The devil. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so the, the guy fights him, right? And he's punching him and he punches Jason all the way to the other edge of the rooftop and he almost takes him out, but he's so tired and he's throwing punches like, like, like a girl. Well, like Rocky. In Pre-70s girl. Like Rocky at the end of Rocky 2. Is that where we're coming off? Like the 70s women got diesel? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. 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 So he's throwing punches like Rocky at the, the end of Rocky 2 where they're just like nothing. Nothing's behind him. And what happens? This is why you don't turn to fight Jason. Because Jason punches him with one punch and punches his head off. Uh. Poor and, of God. course, it, like, flies off of the rooftop, down, along the side of the building, and into a dumpster. And I'm pretty sure then the dumpster, like, closes on it for that little extra, like, comedic beat. Dun, 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 dun. Might be the 80s. Jackie Joyner Kersey didn't win her first medal till 84. I feel like the 80s was whenever aerobics and all that stuff kind of That's came true. In. That's true. So maybe, Jazzercise. Yeah, so maybe 70s, still a little soft. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, you do have rip but training, training in the 70s. Learning, getting there. So women So what is it? They women learned how to run in the 70s but yeah. perfected it in the 80s. Correct. Okay. Well, the men were born to run. So it's <laughs> Just like the boss. Uh, yes. Baby. We were born to run. What are some other um, kind of like horror movie cliches that maybe we have problems with? Any anything? Us black guys getting killed instantly. Yeah, you usually are first, the first. First of all, it's usually dark, and well, you can't see us. I know that's bullshit. I mean, natural camouflage. Seriously. Well, so right but when there, you're scared, your eyes get really bread. big. They look like in Pee Wee's Big Adventure with the, <laughs> the eyes. Large. True, true, but I'd, I'd say we're, I don't know. I, I feel like you I, would I think, don't, you would think, being black, you could run, outrun all the bad guys, no you would problem. Think so, I think right? that's become such a trope that no one's doing it anymore. Actually, in the remake of 
Friday the 13th, which I, I'm pretty sure we talked about it last year on our Halloween episode. Um, did you guys, have you, either of you seen that yet? I still highly recommend it. Jared Padalecki. Yeah, super good. Yeah, Anyway, uh, Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. You liked it, right? I did. See? Watch it. So I'm well, gonna don't side, trust me. Yeah, I'm going to side with you. I bet Constantine sucks. Again, putting words in my mouth, but continue. Anyway, in in that movie, there was a black dude in it that, like, gets a, a hatchet thrown through the air, and it, like, lands right in his back. And he's screaming for, help me! He's kind of, like, just stuck there, like... I think it, like, pinned him to the ground or something. And I think Jason was... you. It was Thor's hatchet. He couldn't lift its weight. Yeah, that's what it was like. And and I think Jason was using him as bait, and he wanted people to come out and try to help him so that way he could get him with another sharp instrument. But... <laughs> but uh, like a pencil. Like a, you know, I bet you Jason's killed somebody with a pencil. Yeah. Kill him with everything else, for God's sakes. Yeah. But, um... In, uh, yeah, in that movie, I don't remember what order the black guy went in that movie, but it was fairly early. He was one of the earlier deaths, if not the first one. But they they made it seem like he might actually have a chance, if I remember correctly, because it was like in a woodshed or something, or a tool shed, and he was kind of like a nimble guy, if you can believe that, and he was it looked like he might make his, his getaway. But could probably dunk. Well, he was a that shorter 100%. guy. He was a smaller but guy. still, I mean, we've all seen Spud Webb. What? You Spud Webb? Spud Webb? Come on. What's Spud Webb? Uh, He's a little know? guy. Yeah. Little... Oh, uh, because I'm short, I know all little guys? He knows all the black guys. I know, seriously. Like, is Spud Webb black? He is black. He's little. And little, I know. so he has crossover appeal. <laughs> <laughs> he could dunk. He won the dunk contest in... The 80s oh yeah point. how yeah. tall is he mm, I'm gonna guess 510 that doesn't feel like that little in the NBA when people are 7 1 yeah it's little well the NBA seems like a 5 7 5 7 even five, little don't get 5 7 get out there man I'll tell you what Muggsy Bogues was only 5 3 I don't know if Muggsy Bogues could dunk though but anyway, other horror movie staples splitting up. Like, all right, well, I hear yeah. something creepy out there in the shed, but you go check that, and I'll go do no, something. I will be front. up your ass yeah. so tight. We're going we to are not lock up. arms and no, walk around. because that could become a liability later on. Whenever, but we're just going to walk real close. Whenever like back you fall back. down and hurt and your ankle, pull you with me. Right. Yeah. yeah. No no splitting up. No splitting up. Safety in numbers. They teach right. that in grade school. Say no to drugs. Safety in numbers. 1A and 1B. Going places without turning the lights on? No. Because usually the teenagers are A, in the woods. They're always in the woods doing some shit. They're doing drugs. They're drinking. They're boning. All those things turn don't out go, to be bad. Don't go to the woods. Don't go to the woods ever. There's no real good reason to go there. Uh, do either of you find flashlight light creepy? Sure, yeah. 
Like, I don't like, like looking like for you don't anything care. with a flashlight. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no. it's too... I, I, I don't know like, if that's from growing up watching a lot of scary stuff. Like but, some of this? Does this... Yeah, like, just point that in the dark room. Ah! Like, it's, it's creepy, because at some point, you're going to flash over some shadows, and it's going to be fine, and then you'll go back, yeah. and then something's going to be there. Yeah, stuff. Like, flashlight light is fucking creepy. I'd almost rather go with a candle. Stuff stirring in the distance. That's my major thing. Like, uh... The... Shit. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman out in the woods. The strangers. strangers. Yeah, like stuff like that that's creepy. Or stuff just hiding in the background, like in Insidious. That shit is fucking frightening. I didn't see Insidious. No, neither of you have, huh? No, it's on, it's been on the DVR. Should I, need should to I see it? I'd say before Halloween is over, watch Insidious. Just the first one. Second one was not very good. Is anybody in it? Like anybody famous? Yeah. Rose Byrne. And I don't um, know who that is. Um, How dare you? Patrick Wilson is also yeah. um Patrick Wilson. Night Owl. Night Owl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pretty creepy, so... Yeah. But it seems like in all... Every horror movie, the heroine makes it out, but it's not necessarily because... It's always brains. It's not... They're they're never all that tough. They're never all that fast. I guess you have to have some uh, horror smarts to get out of shit. You gotta be smart and tough. You can't lose your shit. Right. Paul, do you have any cliches, horror movie cliches that maybe you're not a fan of or anything you've at least noticed? The going places without turning the lights on. Turn the lights on. Mm-hmm. If you can't turn the lights on and something's fishy, don't, don't go. Don't yeah, go. like the second that you start going down the steps and you turn the light on and it's like flickering and shit, like that's it. You just go leave back the up. states. You're done with whatever's the happening there. there. <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't know if that's my own weird OCD that I am constantly on alert for something being up. That, like, I, like, you know, you watch a movie, and, oh, I heard some creepy noise, and my boyfriend was supposed to be back ten minutes ago, and he's not. It sounded like he died. Not really sure. But I'm going to go check it out in the basement with this flashlight. Uh, I, I don't give a shit. I will call the cops. I will embarrass myself. You come in here... You sweep the house. If you don't find anything, that's great. I'll take that on me. But I'm not searching anywhere in the dark by myself. Like when they're hiding, they're always whimpering or crying or they can't keep their shit together. Man, if fucking Jason was coming to get me and I was hidden and he couldn't find me, I would be silent. I'm not crying uncontrollably. Why would you hide? Don't hide. That's true. No wonder but you black people die all the time. I'm, I'm bringing up a thing. If, <laughs> when they hide, this is a fucking cliche. Again, horror look, movies. That's what we're doing here. The, hide, the hiding <laughs> itself is a cliche. No, the hiding and like when you're hiding, you're crying and whimpering. Yeah, making it's, it's a lot that, of racket. You're, you're so scared. You're, um, <laughs> you're like covering your mouth. <laughs> like, you're right. That's and what you sound like. Then you, then you have it coming. In that case. Yeah, and by the way, this isn't me. I'm not whimpering and hiding. I, mean, you I just general. brought something up. Right. So, like, if Jason came into this home right now, we wouldn't 
Which way would he come? Would he come over there? Would I, he come I hope he comes from your side, yeah, actually. I mean, that... Yeah. But if he comes... I mean, if he's like the one from the Jared Padalecki one, he's going to move fast. So he he's, was fast He's going to get one of us right off the bat. He's he, either either me or you are dead sharply. Yeah, I think one swing, both of our heads gone. Paul, in shock, but still possibly... Paul in shock, but then secretly happy that his two co-hosts <laughs> grabs Matt's computer so with the I files. Did, so that I just get killed while reveling that the podcast is mine. <laughs> At last! <laughs> the McGizzy podcast. And then stab through the heart. I would go right out those windows. Yeah. Like right a, onto the like pat- professional diver. Like dive. Yeah. yeah. Like right on the patio, dislocated shoulder, but you're okay. So, you so you're out on the patio, dislocated shoulder... Legs still work. Legs still work, but you have crazy ass forest back there with like waterfall and shit. Do you head that way? Or where do you go? Where do you go? You don't go into the woods. Civilization. You go up to the main road. Yeah, it's a hike up the hill. No, no. When you go to the main road, you got Jason standing in between you and the main road. You know, like Jason's up here. If you go up that way, he's definitely waiting for you, and you got a dislocated shoulder. But. He still needs to kill Ginger. Which buys me a little <laughs> no, extra no, no, time no, no, no. Because in this to get up the drive. Ginger. scenario, Ginger's already dead. He came in through... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Ginger's the girl, so... Oh, Ginger makes it out. Ginger's the, the one that lives, and she's the one that makes it up to the road. Maybe you think for a minute that Paul's going to be the hero, but Paul doesn't get much further than oh, the end of the driveway. Oh, they pulled the hostel on me. Right. <laughs> the, the viewers are like, this guy's so fucking unlikable. Why don't they kill him? He's going to hang around. Well, that handsome white guy, clearly the star of this movie. <laughs> dead. 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 <laughs> so they didn't know his girlfriend was in the bedroom, alive this whole time. But in the twist, but he the only gets is, a piece of Matt. And when he goes out to kill me, Matt gets up and pulls himself together. And that's the hero of the and movie. In, yeah! And in the double twist, I had a fake <laughs> detachable head on. So that I pop up and like, Matt, are you okay, buddy? And then me and Matt are alive. And then we just do the... We do the podcast <laughs> like we're going to do next week. <laughs> but, so, here's the thing. Once Ginger runs up to the up to the road, the main road, the problem is, when she gets there, the first car that she tries to stop and flag down, it's Jason's deranged cousin driving that car. And she, you know, he forces her into the car, and she gets taken back to the to the house where all the inbred family oh, yeah, family live. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like, then it turns into a different movie. It turns into The Hills Have Eyes. Or The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, something like that. Yeah. Jason's like, hey, like okay, my lady. part's done, I'm done, I'm gonna have, you have beer in the fridge, right? That's probably what he's gonna yeah, do. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. That's a good twist. Though. Right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the descent. Holy yeah. shit! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's Ginger! <laughs> Don't do that! <laughs> <laughs> See, we were trying to keep you alive in our horror movie, and then he came in and scared us. <laughs> I knew it was you, but it did scare me. Uh, did you see it coming? I, like, I, heard, I heard her walking, and I was like, oh, that's Ginger. And then I was like, oh, I'm not sure. 
If she would have like come into the room with a fucking hockey mask on, oh my god, I would have flipped this table and candles would have went everywhere. Paul really would have jumped out the window. Uh, I would have had a heart attack and died. First, I would have pushed Ian's chair over, <laughs> <laughs> then ran. <laughs> uh, that was that was cool. So anyway, so she, now she's kidnapped by the Hills Have Eyes people, right? <laughs> I don't know, like, are we going to follow her trajectory? I don't know, because Paul's still alive, right? No, Paul's dead now. Oh, he's dead. Paul's dead now. Are we alive? You and I just had flesh wounds. No, no, you're all, we're all dead. Okay, we're all dead. Shit, we're all dead. (laughs) There goes the podcast. Oh, well. So, so what, I don't know what happens now. Now they take Ginger and lock her up and chain her up and put... Flesh faces on her to torture her for a while until she escapes and falls down a bunch of times and gets recaptured and then escapes again and then goes to the main road yet again. It, but it, this time it's dawn, so it's safe, right? The sun's coming. Right, up. right, right. And, she's and, covered. She's in, covered right, in gore. Covered in gore. Covered it's in already gore. been two hours of this movie. So you're like, ah, oh, you know, right. she's gonna make it out and shit. And so then, I, don't, I don't think you settle for waving someone down. I think you. Throw in front of the car. Yeah. 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 You jump on the hood. Right. Well, yeah, but you got to at least let them slow down because, you know, you could try to jump on a moving car and, like, ragdoll right off well, of it. Not and then, on, no, no, you're not jumping and on the car. And, and then her death is more gruesome than ours. <laughs> you're not jumping on a car on the parkway. Well, you said the main road. It's not like this is the fucking, like, um, 40 miles top up there, Max. 40 miles an hour max up there? Yeah, you're yeah. dead at 40 miles an hour. What's what's your other alternative? See if you can get him to slow down. Well, I mean, like, grisly torture death. Let me ask you this. That's, that's what's oh, Okay, so let, let me ask you guys this. If you're driving along, let's say one morning we decide we're going to fucking, you guys, let's podcast at the break of dawn on Saturday morning. It's really early. Seven o'clock in the morning. We're going to podcast. Sun's coming up. It's light out. And and we're driving to our podcast location. And let's say it's it's here at the Mixaw Studios where it normally is. Okay. And we're driving along and there is a woman covered in blood that is frantic and frightened and she tries to flag you down. What do you do? Are we all together? No. You, Ian's by himself. He's okay. on his way to podcast. Saturday morning, 7 a.m. She... Her, her. You don't know this, but her backstory is she just escaped from the lunatic's home where she has been tortured for the last night. She watched her friends die. She watched all her friends die. She's covered in their blood and pieces um, of whatever their flesh and their intestines and their, flesh and, and their pieces of their bones Boy, and shit. I mean, you just got to keep driving. That bitch is crazy. I, w- I would maybe slow down a little bit and put the window down and be like. Like, maybe try to gather some information, but... Maybe try to gauge how pretty she is. Well, I knew you were going to go there. What say, if, say said woman flashes you, do you stop? Like, I think fl- I stop. like flashes oh, you yeah. down? Like, like flashes you fla- Like, flashes her titties. Oh. Well, wait, who wouldn't stop for that? I don't know. It was a question. Blood or not, I'm You're pretty in sure. a weird situation at that point. Why is it weird? At dawn, seeing some woman covered in blood, 
Yeah. Wait, why would she slap her breasts? But why would she do that? Because she's desperate. Because that's 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 a strategy. She knows her target audience. And it got me to stop. So I stop, and I'm like, hey. Do you think she would have a better shot if it was a woman? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm not picking any because the, the dude no, 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 is clearly no. the murderer. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is, would would this poor oh, female in distress, would she have a better chance of being picked up by a woman? Maybe not if she flashes, flashes her chest, but just in general, could she get somebody to stop for her? See, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if she's a pretty girl covered in blood, some dude is going to pull over and stop and help her. I really think that. Are you putting quotes around the word help? But, uh, none, of us, but none of us. No, no. no. Oh, us, we're dead. If we're all covered in blood, fuck, no. no. Nobody's stopping. If oh. You're driving. In yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, so you, the two, the two of us, we would not stop for this chick. We'd be like, this is bad news. I am... Self-preservation mode, I am not getting involved. I I think I would stop and still feel like it was bad news. I think I would still stop, though. Because in horror movies, it usually is bad news. There mm-hmm. are no happy endings. Well, in real life, it usually is bad yeah, news. Yeah, usually the, the stopper is still murdered, and then the woman somehow like takes commandeers the vehicle and then drives away. Have you ever seen anybody that looked like they're in a fucked up situation, you know, hitchhiking or something like that? Yeah, there was one time when I was much younger. Um, It was in the middle of the day. I was, I may have only been about 16 or something. My mom was driving, actually. And we were driving home and we turned on like kind of one of the back roads and there was a dude laying in the middle of the street. And that was kind of weird. And she was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm like, keep going, keep going. I don't want right, to stop. Right. Yeah. Just, the, the, whole, the whole thing creeped me out. I didn't know. And I was like, fuck this. I, I don't know this guy. You know, I don't, I'll forget about him, which clearly I haven't. But <laughs> no, I didn't want any part of that. And my mom actually kept going. I've seen, you know, I've seen a bunch of hitchhikers here and there. Never, ever once. Cross my mind to pick them up. What if they were like super hot? I've seen women hitchhikers before. No, no, no because I've seen enough horror movies that they are the lure yeah. on the hook of death. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Are they in in bed with the the real killer? Yeah, or they're in on it. They're in on it. I've heard real stories that they were the lure that got somebody to go someplace sketchy. So yeah, that can happen. Ugh. So don't pick up hitchhikers? Yeah, don't pick up hitchhikers. I've hitchhiked before. Unless you Have know, you really? You psycho. Unless you know for sure uh-huh. that they are a reputable prostitute, you don't pick them up. <laughs> now, how do you know That's this? not hitchhikers, that's businesswomen. It's just a feeling good. Lady of the night is what they prefer to be. Sounds very vampire-ish. Our good buddy Brian, the Brizzle, has picked up, picked up two girls in the middle of the night. Who needed a ride somewhere. That's what I was referring to. One of them turned out to be a prostitute. The other one really just needed help. So these were different women at different times. Yes. Yes. And Where does he find these, I guess, on the side of the road, really? One thought that he had a business deal for her, and the other one seriously needed help. But 
I don't know if I would have picked either one of these chicks up. Like, it seems crazy. Well, he, he thought both of them did. Well, he thought the the hooker just needed a rock. And yeah. then she got in and then started moving along with the transaction. Then he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Thought he just needed a ride. But the other girl was like, like ran out in front of the car and like... Yeah, like murder style. Like, hey, yeah. You know, my boyfriend got into this thing. You know, I need to get out of here. I need to, you know, need to go to my friend's house. But, <clears throat> so he was like, oh, yeah, sure, get in. And then um, he drove her down into, um, like, down into, like, Allentown, closer to the city. And was like, all right, now, like, turn down the street and I'll go down this alley. And then, then, it, only at that point was, yeah. then then the lights so started. So Bristol's signal went off. And then he was like, uh, uh. So he did. And then she got, she got out and went in this house or somewhere, and then he just dipped. But I was like, my man, you went a billion times further than you should have. I mean, who the fuck, and he, like, he admitted afterwards, he was like, who the fuck knows what I was getting into pulling down that alley. Yeah. He was like, I could have pulled down there, someone could have pulled in behind me, because there was... Boxed you, know, you in, fucking... <clears throat> yeah, right? Killed you, like, took your money. I was like, why the fuck were you doing that? I was like, what were you thinking? He was like, I don't know. She was pretty. She needed help. Uh, it's like you dummy, yes. you big dummy. Uh, he would die pretty early, I think. Oh, yeah, in absolutely. Movie. absolutely. Before absolutely. me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's always one white guy death before the black guy. So he's guy, the right? token. Yeah. He's the token sacrifice before the. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's yeah. the. Like, see, audience, we're not going to kill the black guy first. Yeah. Brazil's officially something is. However. You gotta admit that LL Cool J in all the horror movies he's in, I think he lives all the time. He has that written into his contract. Oh, jinx. <laughs> Joke jinx. Huh. I thought he really did. I wasn't joking. I thought that it was a joke. Well, either way, did I'm you glad that he lives. Peak in Texas Chainsaw <clears throat> Massacre? Absolutely. Did you peak? Is that the height of her hotness? Oh, I, I just thought in terms of I can test that it was. Um, <clears throat> oh, I guess she was really hot in... I guess Chuck and Larry was you, after Yeah, that. when she did the yeah. underwear yeah. dance, that was pretty hot. I think Texas Chainsaw Master was... was she the, was super the sexy. Apex. She was the super apex. sexy. She was still breathing that rarefied air in Chuck and Larry. <laughs> but she was clearly coming down the other side of the mountain. What about Blade 3? She was pretty sexy in that, but which was which came first? Was Blade Three before Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I think it was. Was yeah, that's when she was coming up the old hill of hotness. She had that shower scene where she curls up into a fetal position, sort of, and cries in the shower. In what? Short in Blade Three, shortly before mm-hmm. or shortly after, I think we learn about playlists. Because I think Ryan Reynolds... That's how you goes, kill vampires, with playlists. I, that was, I think, like, a playlist advertisement. It felt like this weird Apple advertisement jammed right in the middle of a Blade movie. Blade was a year after Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, see, I told you it was a year after. I was believing you. Um, how insane does Renee Zellweger look now? Oh Is my god! Speaking of scary, it looks yeah, fucking unreal. It doesn't even look like her anymore. Actually, if you cover up her her eyes and pretend, no, no, no. If you look at her nose and her mouth, it still looks like her. Really, it's it's the eyes that have been completely reformed. 
Like, just put your hand over that part of her face, and it, it kind of looks like her still. It's like she, yeah, she looks like a totally different actress. It's so weird. Like I, I, I heard the, and it's not something that made her look any better at all. She looks older. I can't imagine that if she would have just aged naturally, that she would look that bad. No she, one ever looks better with work done. That's not really true. It is true because you always look like you have work done because at some point you have some part of your face is plastic now and it looks at it. All the time. Unless it's the slightest little little tweak or something. But when you get for real plastic surgery done, like Renee Zellweger did, like, and this is an extreme example, but it always looks fake. Never, ever looks like, oh, that's how you naturally look. Do you know someone that had? I, I think everybody in Hollywood has. I really do. I, I feel like I would I would bet you seventy five percent of the people in Hollywood, like you know, well known actors and actresses, probably have had work yeah, done. Yeah, and I think there's a level of you know, like a tiny nip and tuck, like some maintenance is yeah, slight, which is fine. But there's always like whenever you go like bigger than that, it's always like what the fuck did you do? to your Well, like what about Stallone? Do you think he looks worse now? Absolutely, that guy's a mess. But I think for I think, a while but, but he looks Stal- better. Like Stallone, like for that dude, he's a sixty-plus-year-old man. Like you know, his face looks a little crazy, right? But well, for sixty, that plastic surgery though is about thirty-plus years old. Yeah. So like, you know, that shit's going to age and start to droop. Maybe he needs to do it again or something because he, yeah, he looks a little strange now, but. I think that if he had maintained his normal face, which already looked kind of busted, because, like, I think that he looked, clearly he had work done, like, by Rocky Three, going back to my Rocky talk, but if you compare Rocky One Stallone to Rocky Three Stallone, I think Rocky Three Stallone looks better. Now, let's take Robert De Niro as an example. I'm sure he's had some little nip and tuck, but he still looks like he's aging gracefully as an older man. Mm-hmm. Like Sylvester so Stallone looks like a melting wax dummy at this point. Yeah, and Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't looking much better. Agreed. Has Harrison Ford succumbed to work under the knife? I don't I think, think so. A little bit. You think so? Don't you think you would have gotten that nose reduced or something? No, that's, that's a big nose. That keeps. I does his nose? Yeah, get no, closer to Gandalf every time you see him. <laughs> his what? nose is crooked as well. So if he had any work done, it, it keeps he probably would have straightened it out. So I think that he every for year, the most part, I mean, he looks pretty. Na- that looks pretty natural. He's, to he's me. had some jowl work. Yeah, done. maybe. Uh, well then. We really what happened really, to our podcast? We really went off in a in a different direction. Um, but yeah, I, I meant to bring up the Renee Zellweger thing earlier because I heard the headline before I saw the image. I was shocked because it's so extreme. Yeah, she kind of looks like man. She looks like Cameron Diaz now a little bit. Like in the one picture that they keep. Like, is this the one? Like. 
I don't. She truly looks older, and it's a shame because I always felt like she had kind of a youthfulness, regardless of how old she was becoming. And and I feel like that's gone now. Yeah. 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 Do you think that she maybe was looked looked younger than she actually was? Yeah, absolutely. like I feel like Amy Adams has that same thing going on. Like, Maybe at some point, Amy Adams is going to look really bad because she looks like an actress in to me in like her early thirties, but I think she's in her mid forties or somewhere. No, around, come on, her. she's not in her mid forties. That's just me thinking. I think that that's how old she is. Well, so you're thinking. So wrong. let's find out exactly how old she is. Oh, we're going to rely on the internet again? Is that what we're going to do what, here? That's what we fucking do, my man. Mid-40s? No, of 40. 40 solid. 40 flat. So I was off by a mid. <laughs> by, f- by five by years. By five years. By five years. I, I stand by it. I thought that she was in her mid-40s. Do you have any horror tropes, Matt? Well, yeah, there's there's a lot. I mean, we covered a lot of them. Anyone um, in particular that burns your ass every time you see it? <laughs> steams your beans? Um... Why is it that when the police finally show up, they die within the first 10 seconds? Why can't a cop, unless you're LL Cool J, of course, why can't a cop ever show up and fuck some shit up or something before he's killed? Or why can't he be the savior? Yeah, the cops are always super stupid. They're like they're kind of like the stormtroopers and rebels. Yeah, it's 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 like the cops never really believe that something's really going on. Right. So they roll in like, all right, what's going on here? Right. And I kind of get it because if you've ever encountered like a township cop, they are you know, kind of dumb. But well, usually they're kind of like country bumpkin cops anyway. But like, like you get a city cop or some or a state trooper. Those guys are badass. See. The movie that's really scary to me is that Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Because I think they do a good job staying away from all the horror tropes. Like, everything that goes down in that movie pretty pretty much makes sense all the way through. There's the scene toward the end where they're in the wall of the house and there's the breathing happening. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure they're, they're in there for a reason. Like, they couldn't. They couldn't run. They couldn't keep running. They had to hide out in this house. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think everything makes sense. It makes sense in that movie. And on top of Leatherface and Arlie Ermey, just a really, really scary movie. I'm going to say Jessica Biel, peak Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Fuck yes. Fucking really hot in tank top. Is it the cowboy hat? It's the tank top. The tied up tank top. It's it's everything. I mean, yeah. There, there is she is flawless. Yeah. In that movie. That's I mean, she looked really good in the Total Recall remake that came out a couple years ago, but this this is the best. Now, everybody died in Texas Chainsaw Massacre except for her. Correct. Spoilers. Correct. But this movie is 12 years old now or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Came out in 02. Uh, I think so. I remember I saw that in the theater by myself, and uh, when I saw it, I legitimately thought that was one of the fucking scariest movies that I've ever seen. It's fucked up. And it's, like, it's, yeah, the, you know, Leatherface is creepy and all, but I think Arlie Ermey is just as scary as anything else. Those black contact lenses they gave him, he's, 
beyond intense. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, um, reminds me of Desperation by Stephen King, where you meet the cop in the beginning. I and it's a routine, that. it's a routine traffic stop on this deserted, um, like, New Mexico road, and, uh, you know, no cars around either, either direction. He pulls his, pulls these, these people over for something, and then he sees they have a busted taillight, and then, you know, one thing leads to another, and he's like, well, I'm gonna have to, like, they don't have their license or something with them, so he has to take them in. And you think, all right, you know, routine, traffic, whatever, but he winds up being possessed by this demon, and there's a scene where he's running through the Miranda rights with them. And in the middle of the Miranda rights, he throws in, like, I'm going to skin you alive, and then keeps going with the rest of the Miranda rights. Oh, wow. And they're like, what did you just say? And he just keeps going like he didn't say anything. <laughs> and it's super, super creepy. Yeah. Those kind of things are very effective, I think, um, mm-hmm. given kind of like our, I don't know, we're, we've built up kind of... We know what the um, the cliches are at this point. So, like, those kind of things don't really affect us. But when you see, like, more subtle approaches to that kind of tension and horror, it can it can have a stronger effect, I think. Being such a superhero guy and, you know, comic book guy, when, whenever I'm watching these movies, I'm always, I'm always like, all right, well, what if, what if Superman was in this movie? <laughs> what if Superman was in the, in the vicinity at all and heard... Jessica Biel screaming for her life and rolled in like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> Would he be scared? Does Leatherface have a kryptonite chainsaw? In this movie, yes. I don't know. <laughs> yes, he does. He has a kryptonite leather face. Crypto leather. I'd like to think he'd just roll in and just... But wouldn't he just be like... Job. Wouldn't he like start puking everywhere? Like super, super puke? Well, if he, like, catches her, like, whenever he's chasing Jessica Biel down on the meat, meat packing plan or whatever. Not necessarily in the house of slaughter. But do you think he'd be turned off by all those blood and guts? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Superman never encounters anything like that. Do you guys think that that would be interesting and- to throw... A typical superhero into a situation Absolutely. like that. Fuck yeah, that would be super cool. And I think that would be really cool too because, like, w- w- you're taking them completely out of their element. You know, the, I mean, Superman's powers are he's super strong and he's super fast, but like, seeing horror on that level has like an emotional effect on you and like a fear factor that regardless of your strength, like, you see it, and it's horrifying. It's like you feel for the people that maybe that happened to. Even if you're invulnerable to it, it's still, like, your emotions aren't invulnerable. Yeah, it would be really cool. You know, I was thinking that... I think it would be a fairly quick story. Yeah, well, yeah it's okay. But a one- or two-parter. Like, a, a one-parter, because he gets there, and then he vomits, and then he leaves, rustles them all up, and they... Call the cops. So what do you do in the small town? Because the cops are all in on it. The store store clerks in Texas Chainsawville, they're part of the family. That's the gist. Do you, do you round everybody up in this like town? How, does, or how do you save let's, the let's population? Superman busts into the meatpacking plant. Right. Takes out Leatherface. And he's like, all right, 
How does he take him out? All right. What What do you mean by take him out? He just rolls up, punches him, knocks him out. Knocks leather knocks faces. Knocks him out, ties him up. Faces yeah, off. ties him up with some meat chains so he's not going anywhere. So okay. then he's like, all right, Jessica Beal, I'm going to take you to the sh- local sheriff's office. Then they'll deal with all this murder and homicide and blah, blah, blah. But Superman, but you same- can't. You can't. They're all in on it. But, it, but then, say, Superman thinks she's clearly... In shock. Like, does he stay to make sure everything's cool? I think it'd have to. That dope Superman would just take her back to the sheriff, and then they would just cut her up and kill her, and it would be all Superman's fault. How could he live with that? He couldn't. He'd kill himself. That's, That's how the movie That would be a real story. <laughs> the death of Superman. The suicide of Superman. <laughs> What other, what other... I can see it flying off the shelves now. What other characters is such, such in an opposite place from Texas Chainsaw Massacre or the Hill, Hills Have Eyes that would make for an insane story? The Captain America? Yeah, I mean, just... The, Actually... I, you have to go with the morality angle on, on both of those heroes. Like, they've never... Well, Captain America saw a lot of fucked up shit in World War yeah, II. So maybe he could handle it better than Superman. Thor? Thor was a uh, Viking. He fought along with the Vikings, so he saw Fun some battle. really awful things. Battle-hardened characters, maybe. Well, it's, it's, not, it's not just the, you know, seeing all these blood and guts. It's dealing with the situation of, you're put in here, and you don't really know what's what, yeah. or who's telling the truth, because you take them, you take her to the sheriff's office, and she's screaming her brains out, no, 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 they're the killer, they're the killer. But then Arlie Ermey comes out, and he's like, hey, I'm the sheriff. I don't It's all cool. This, this girl was causing trouble at a local farm, you know, we'll take care of this from here. So, yeah, but he's got black eyes. You know something's up with him. He didn't him. have, like, supernatural demon eyes. No? And he's not, no, and he's not going to have supernatural demon eyes when Superman shows up, because he's a, he's a person. He's a normal guy. Hmm. So... Like, who's going to be able to get into that situation and really decipher what's going on here? Can Superman just call... Batman. Him? That's just who. call the FBI? You know who gets killed in this situation? Spider-Man. Superman. <laughs> oh, Superman. I Spider-Man. By his own hand. <laughs> yeah, Superman does. Totally what's Spider-Man doing in the country? I don't... Well, what's Superman doing in the country? Smallville. He's on his way from Metropolis to Smallville. Spider-Man is... He's... he's Trying to chase down a story for the bugle, and he gets wrapped up in this really weird. Takes a couple wrong turns. Peter Parker's bad with directions, and he ends up in some crazy situation. So, how would Spider-Man handle this situation? Because he's man. not gonna... like he's just gonna web everybody upside down. Um, you're gonna hang there for an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, he'd handle that poorly as well. I don't know who's like Batman. Batman is well equipped for this situation because he'll because he can sniff out truth. Yeah, because he can handle any situation because he's always prepared, hyper prepared for every situation. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. I'm bringing up a picture of Arlie. He Urban. doesn't have demon style black eyes because he's not possessed. He's not the devil. Right, he's a right, normal right. guy. Okay, okay, but. In in this lighting, it appears to be that way, and it looks creepy as shit. Yeah, yeah, it does. It but does look creepy as shit. His performance is just scary as shit. It is. 
And what's Batman going to do? He's going to ro- roll up his Bruce Wayne. I guess Alfred has the suit and a trunk in the... And a, a suitcase in the trunk. Always prepared. Well, Scout's motto. Your chainsaw battling suit, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what's Wonder Woman going to do? Just roll in there. Just fucking kill everyone. Even Jessica Biel. Just snap her neck. Whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think Superman and Wonder Woman. What I saw that. I saw that. Jessica Biel's sweet took us. Yeah. yeah, I think Superman and Wonder Woman would probably have a, a hard time in that, in that situation. Yeah. It's surprising that nobody's um, taken a stab at that and written some disturbing kind of stuff. Mixing horror and superheroes. Well, maybe, or at least it, maybe we, I don't know about it. Well, maybe I'm, I'm sure they're out there. They're, they're. I mean, we're not that smart. These have to be out there. <laughs> but what made me think about this was uh, uh, a supernatural special that was on a few weeks ago. Um, they were talking about a, you know, well, supernatural handles the way the show's based. They handle all kinds of different horror tropes, mm-hmm. and one of them was, you know, they. Here, there's a bunch of killings that you know off in the woods somewhere. So they figure it's some demon or monster. They go to kill it, and they get trapped themselves and realize it's a bunch of rednecks hunting people. So it's cool that Supernatural has the leeway to put Sam and Dean in all these different kinds of, of, of situations. And the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles cartoon, the the, the last few episodes have done kind of the same thing where. Yeah. They have to leave the city. They're off in April's family's cabin out in the woods. So they put them in some horror movie situations. And it was kind of neat to see them doing doing some different stuff with the, the genre. You know, it, it struck me today um, that Batman actually is the closest... Uh, Character to like a Halloween comic that there is. You got a bat. You got a black cat. You got a fucking clown. You got a scarecrow. I mean, it's got all the Halloween stuff covered. I mean, it basically is a Halloween comic book. Yeah, there's um the book that Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale did before they did Long Halloween was a Halloween special for DC. Mm Mm-hmm. And I forget what it was about. I have it over in the... Ghosts or something? Over on the west wing of the McGinty Comic Book Library. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a Halloween-themed book. It's done, done really well. Wasn't it called Ghosts? Or, or am I wrong? I don't think it was called okay. Ghosts. But yeah, I guess I guess Batman would do well in some some uh, horror genres. Would Batman do well in Friday the 13th? Or Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, when he has to deal with the supernatural, I think all <laughs> all gloves are off. That's a Freddy joke. Well, I well, because Freddy has uh, Freddy has a glove, and is that is that even a saying? All gloves off? It's not. Yeah, all, the gloves. Yeah, the gloves are off, but not all gloves are off. That's all bets are off. All bets, all are, bets off. are off. Well, I yeah. fucked it up. That's okay. You pulled it sharply. I did pull it sharply. <laughs> At least, at least I said the word gloves correctly. I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> Am I trying to bait you? I, I think trying so. Trying to lure you in like a sexy, bloody girl at dawn on the highway? Oh, 
Pull over here, baby. Let me take all the gloves off. I'm trying to bait him. I'm a master at it. I just heard a story this morning that um, some guy heard a, a boyfriend beating up the girlfriend, went into the house, stopped the domestic from happening, essentially rescued the girl, cops came. Later on, when the boyfriend that was doing the beating was released, found this guy and shot him seven times and killed him. That'll teach you, ladies and gentlemen. No good deed. Wow. True story this morning. The moral of the story is just don't get involved in other people's affairs. You hear that girl getting beat? Unless you have... (laughs) Unless you have superhuman powers. So when you see that girl up on the side of the road... Someone else will come. There's, there's surely another car. This is going to make me late. <laughs> now, uh, one one um, comic book slash Halloween related item uh, this year that I think we should talk about are um, everyone's favorite breakfast cereals at Halloween time. Um, you have uh, Count Chocula and his friends Booberry. And Frankenberry. And this year, the boxes have famous DC Comics artists drawing them. Um, We have, on the Count Chocula box, we have... um, The Dodsons. The Dodsons. And on the Frankenberry, you have Dave Johnson. And then on Boo Berry, you got Jim Lee, who phoned it in. Big time. Now, um, I don't think it would be Halloween without... Oh, you really (laughs) did buy them. We got got Frankenberry right here. You can hear it. And uh, this is Dave Johnson artwork. He has strawberries for fingernails. Kind of of fruity, really, if you think about it. Well, he's not supposed to be scary. He's not? Is, Is Count Chocula the scary one? He's a None of them are supposed to. He's count chocolate is a little scary though. Only if you have chocolate milk for blood. Ooh. It's hard to see in this lighting, but um, pretty nice artwork, I think. I, I kind of like it because in previous years the artwork um, has been very like vectorized, and I kind of being that that's sort of the style that I draw in. I I really liked it. But when I saw these, I was like, oh my god, this is like kind of cool artwork. Yeah, like. They look really, they, they all look really good, but when I heard these artists were getting involved and redrawing these covers, I expected them to go even further than what they did. Yeah, yeah Jim Lee's is really undistinguishable so from the regular Booberry. You wouldn't know that that's Jim Lee artwork unless somebody told you. Well, yeah, exactly. But I, even with the Dodsons and Dave Johnson, I feel like unless you're... Unless you're a comic book artist and you know what this stuff looks like, or unless you're a comic fan rather, and you're into this stuff, like you're not going to look at these covers and be like, "Oh shit, something's new and interesting." You're going to be like, "Okay, they got new artwork for this box." Yeah, it might as well be any illustrator. That's exa- really that's exactly what I thought. So I bought like they're cool, but it yeah, they cool. could be anything. I bought a box of Count Chocula just because I like to eat fucking Count Chocula, and I was sitting at my table this weekend eating it. And as as we all do, you have the cereal box in front of you, and you're reading the shit on it. And on the side panel, 
it, there's a blurb on it, um, mm-hmm. and it says, uh, it says, we were so excited when the Monsters team called us to help design their packaging because we've been fans since we were kids. We hope you love all of these designs just as much as we do. Jim Lee, co-publisher, DC Entertainment. Super cool, right? And I was like, oh my god, because I saw Jim Lee's name on, on my Count Chocula, and I'm like, wait, that's like the, like that's Jim Lee. And I was really excited, and I saw that, you know, the Dodsons did it, because at the bottom it tells you who it's illustrated by. So then I decided, well, fuck it. I like all this cereal, and I'll probably not eat it all, but it's got comic book artists doing cereal box covers. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, it was two for five, so I think I can afford that. Um, but, yeah, Jim Lee did the uh, did the Boo Berry, and, I mean... Well, yeah, Paul, you're absolutely right. It is completely indistinguishable from just a generic, not generic, but just a regular booberry yeah. cover. And and really, you could almost say that about any of the three, but especially the booberry one. Um, it, it, like they, they're it's clearly high level professional artists that have done these, but there's no tie into DC Comics or comic books or anything that really makes it any different. I mean, the Dave Johnson stuff's really cool. I really like the Dodson's Count Chocula. I think it has a lot of really good energy. It's fun. It looks really cool. Um, Jim Lee's is just... It's really unimpressive the more I look at it. It's pretty boring. Yeah. The, um... I mean, I, I like them all I, because I love this cartoon style, and I do feel like these are the most polished-looking versions of these cereal boxes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But we have seen what these artists can really do. And, and clearly, they're, they're drawing for kids mm-hmm. right now. But if they had just kind of gone all out with this stuff, I almost feel like collectors would have been buying these boxes. Because, let's face it, I bought these two cereal boxes today because comic book artists did them. Yeah, And I think if they had really made them like... I don't know, almost scary looking, people would have gone crazy for it. Maybe it would have been too much. I don't know. Because, you know, I don't think I'm the main demographic here for sugar cereal. Yeah, they, they <clears throat> all of them could have gone farther. Like, I can look at the Count Chocula one and say, oh, that's recognizable because I am a comic book fan. Um, but I, I think if, like... Dave Johnson's been doing all the Coffin Hill covers. And what's really cool about the covers is that they aren't just drawn well, they're designed well. One of Dave Johnson's strengths is, like, layout and design. And I think maybe they should have let him play with that a little bit more right. for the cover. Maybe, like, the Jim Lee cover looks just like Booberry. It doesn't look like... Jim Lee artwork. Right. So I think they could have gone a little bit further, but still super cool. I think it's still neat to go to the grocery store and be like, oh, the fucking Dodsons are on a fucking cereal box. Right. It definitely is going to make me buy these cereals. Um, However, is it just me, or does Frankenberry's head kind of look like a ball sack upside down? It's just you. That's weird. No, it's Actually, it looks like a... It looks like butt cheeks to me. Or butt cheeks, ball sack. Something that looks like penis with a defined urethra. So, McSauce fans, pick up Frankenberry, and what body part does (laughs) Frankenberry's head look like? 
What does that look like? Butt cheeks. Butt, Butt cheeks. cheeks. That looks like... You know what that looks like? That looks like the Milo Minara Spider-Woman butt on his head. Oh. Why are people freaking out? His head's clearly a butt. What the fuck? So, cool cereal. Why no fruit brute? Why no yummy mommy? That's my question. That's my biggest beef. Wait, what? No one, no fruit one Fruit brute, buys. yummy mommy? No one buys those. We don't no know yummy mommy. Those. I don't know what you're talking about. That's because you're not a cereal fan. Or a fan of childhood things. Nostalgia. Yep. Well, tell me what those are. They don't... Do they even make fruit fruit anymore? They did last year, around this time. They brought all the cereals back, as well Were as they part of the Yummy Mommy. Yeah. They're... The mon- they're, it's like a werewolf. Oh. I seriously don't oh, remember at all. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I've totally forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, they're... Those two are not good, like these cereals are. But um, they were, I think, late additions. <laughs> Because these are the three main ones. Hmm. So, so we spent a lot of time on some Halloween themes. Um, let's let's move on to another scary theme, which is the super creepy android. Ultron. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. We watched the Avengers 2 Age of Ultron trailer before we started recording. Just came out this week. James Spader voicing the, uh, the Ultron. And it was pretty fucking pretty creepy. I don't watch The Blacklist, but people tell me it's amazing. Seems like James Spader's doing a a good job on that. People are drawn to this film because of him. So, as as one reason. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Looks so, good. did this trailer give anyone the two point swing? Um, I think I'm holding steady. At a what? Nines and nines. No, no, no. Just holding steady. At um, I don't know. I'm excited. I'd say I'm at a. I'm excited for this. I'd say an 8, and I'm holding it at an 8. Didn't make me any more excited. I wasn't jumping out of my skin. I thought it was cool. I wanted to talk about it tonight. Um, it looks good. Matt? I would say I was probably an 8 before I saw the trailer. And now? Probably an 8. Maybe a 7. <laughs> yeah? Maybe. I, it didn't do a whole lot for me in terms of, like, just send me over the edge with excitement, well, if anything. Why might why might it have dropped you a bit? Well, I think it looked a lot like the first one in terms of, like, it seemed like the things that they showed in the trailer seemed like um, what I'm assuming is, like, the big climax of the movie. It looks like it takes place right in the middle of the city with a lot of destruction, just like the first the- one. Iron Man Hulk stuff? Yeah, and and just general things, like, kind of set around that point, it looks like, in the movie. I, I don't think we're going to get giant, super well, big Iron Man, in, you know, at the halfway point in the movie. I think he's going to make a, a grand appearance toward the end. But Marvel is our New York City, 
the Marvel Universe revolves around New York City. Mm-hmm. So, doesn't it make sense for more New York City fighting to happen? Maybe, but it's that doesn't change the fact that it looks a lot like the first one. I almost feel like you could interchange little clips from the first and second one. Replace like, all the Ultrons with Chitauri? Um, well, I'm not exactly saying that, but I'm saying... Um, I was being serious. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, no, I, I think maybe just general like shots of like the destruction and, and certain things like in the city. It just looks like kind of the same stakes from the first one. Um, you know, same kind of general threat level. Paul or Ian's making a face like I'm full of shit, but I think what I'm saying is reasonable. The same stakes. Ian, explain your face. Oh, I mean, the same. Explain stakes. your face. The <laughs> <laughs> same stakes. It's it. If you go through the trailer, it looks like they're coming up against internal turmoil from the mistakes that Tony Stark clearly made with, I'm assuming, creating Ultron, as well as they're clearly fighting the Hulk in this one as well. So, I mean, it it, it seems like the team and what they're up against is progressing, not just outside struggle, but things that are tearing the team apart from the inside. So I, I think those are um, very different stakes. I don't know. Um, the, the stakes I'm referring to are a gigantic uh, invading force. In, in the first one, it was an alien army. In this one, it's some kind of like high-tech robotic army that's you know terrestrial. How would you um, make it different? Because if you're gathering Earth's mightiest heroes, it has to be Earth-level threat. The Earth has to be in danger. Uh, right, I understand that, but it seems like everything is sort of like, again, focused centrally on New York City, big fight in the daytime, just well, like in the first one. Well, it's the only city in the United States. I mean, that's one part Pretty of the city in the world. It is one part of the it, trailer. It's one there, part of the trailer. Certainly there, there are other parts. There are other stuff parts. with the castle. I, right, I I saw it. Um, okay. I'm just saying... <laughs> okay. I'm just, I just want to make sure you saw it. Well, right. Uh, I'm saying that I, I think it's an educated guess on my part that certain... Like, the part in the city is probably the climax of the movie. I think that's probably where shit goes down at the end. You know, the part in the woods with the snow, I'm guessing early to mid part of the movie. Um and that kind of looked interesting, particularly the part with Bruce Banner kind of falling and sort of looked like he was about to turn into the Hulk. Reminded me of the Wolfman a little bit. Um, and I thought that looked kind of cool. Reminded you of Fruit Brute? A little bit of Fruit Brute, yeah. So Very reminiscent. But I, I don't know. It it feels a lot like the first one. I mean, they still had to, you know... the. <laughs> There was internal struggle in the first one. Captain America's fighting, um, or Iron Man's fighting Thor, and and the Hulk is still very unpredictable, and and they were all fighting with each other because of the influence of Loki's staff. And, you know, that that internal conflict was still there in the first one. So to say that that this is a brand new aspect being introduced into this movie is... I I, I just feel like it's... It, Matt just talked me down to a five. Yeah, I feel like it's it's ramped up a little bit. The things that happened in that first film, that's all manufactured stuff from using Loki's powers. Seems like this is real real world Tony real Stark, drama. Tony Stark made these choices. 
Um, it seems like Bruce Banner is dealing with being a Hulk and whatever causes him to go up against the team. I don't know. I mean, there's not a whole lot to go on in terms of, of um, exposition in, the, in this trailer. I mean, they don't really explain anything except show you a lot of stuff. Clearly, there's conflict with the Hulk, like, there, which doesn't make sense because they indicate that the Hulk is in control by the end of the first one, and now it looks like, okay, but he's can't, not. Things can't ever change. People can't change. You can't lose control. There's, there's rumor that the mind gem is involved, and that's why the, the Hulk and Tony are fighting. Right. I, I think that that probably makes a bit more sense than... than um, Eh, you know, he didn't actually have control of his powers. He just kind of did when it was convenient to go fight the bad guys at the end of the first one. That's weak. The whole mind the control fact that thing, someone can start losing a grip on things that they struggled with and and had a hand on, but then lose control of that, that uh, doesn't ever happen? Uh, sure, it can happen, but I think when you make it such a point of emphasis to um, really define that character at the climax of that movie in the first one, and then to be like, ha just kidding, he really can't do that. I think that that's, that's weak storytelling, yeah. I think it's and I don't re- think that's I what think they're going to do. I think it's realistic storytelling it's in not. the way that it happens in the real world where people get control of situations, then lose control. That's no. what happens in real and life. And all those alien invasions in real life. The potential and the, I never said mind that. Mind control gems in real life. The and potential facts. The, the kind of interplay and the dramatic way that things happen. I, I don't know. The potential backsliding of Bruce's control of the Hulk isn't the problem I have with that. The problem I have with it is that it's more heroes fighting heroes. I don't know the circumstances of the fight. It could all make wonderful sense when the movie's together. But at this point, I'm like, alright, everyone has a fucking hard-on for the Hulkbuster armor. Everyone is stroking themselves for the Hulkbuster armor. Just like they're all serving so, themselves for Batman so, v Superman. So Joss Whedon... Heroes fighting heroes in the title. So We Joss, don't have a problem with that. So Joss Whedon and team are like, you know what, we need to cater to the fans. We need to give them Hulkbuster armor. We need to find a way that it's heroes fighting heroes again. And Hulk and Superman vs. Batman is different because it's the first time you're ever going to see it on screen. We've seen hero versus hero... From the get-go with Marvel. That's what they do. Going back to all the comics in Civil War, hero versus hero, Marvel comics. We don't need to... I mean, like, Ultron is... Well, we were talking about the cinematic universe, and you're bringing the comic books in with that... uh, When did the heroes... I said personally, I don't give a shit about Bruce Banner. Oh, maybe he's losing control of his Hulkaholism... He's backsliding, he's back on the wagon. Fuck that, I don't give a shit. As a comic book fan... We don't like personal stories. Being involved with the comics, TV shows, movies. I'm tired of heroes fighting heroes. I want to see heroes fight villains. I don't need to see the Hulkbuster armor. I don't need to see Hulk and Iron Man fight fight it out. What I did love was when Thor picks up Tony Stark by the throat. Because that's some real shit. That's those two. But that's heroes fighting heroes. We can't have that. You're yeah, but that's that. but that's different. That's not. Though Thor loses his temper, he grabs him. You know how that scene ends. 
someone calms them down and he puts them down and they have a rational conversation. They don't go to blows out in the middle of the city. We have no idea. We don't. We and don't like know. and like I said at the beginning of this argument, the Hulk Tony fight might make perfect sense. I may walk out of that being like, holy fuck, that was the best part of the movie because they wrote it so well. But at the same time, I'm tired of heroes fighting heroes. Give me some fucking villains. Give me some bad guys. Did we I not like see Ultron? Unite. Did we not see was it? Ultron? Did we not like that? Was it my, Is that not a villain? Did I remember it incorrectly, but did we actually see anyone fighting Ultron? Because I think I saw a lot of Hulk fighting Iron Man, Thor fighting Iron Man, Captain America kicking a door open, but I didn't actually see Ultron. I don't the think, main I don't antagonist think this, of this, this movie. teaser trailer, there wasn't anything much like that. No. There's going to be plenty of that. And, you know, for all Probably. we know, to, to say that we absolutely need to see that in the teaser trailer, the first glimpse, you, he's clearly the villain. If that's a confusing part, then I'm he, sorry that that's so confusing. Well, you don't have to apologize for a, a movie that you're so adamantly in defense of, but uh, I do think that I do think that it would have been cool to see the bad guy doing something like struggling against our heroes rather than seeing our heroes struggling against each other. Uh, yes, I know who the bad guy is, but it's just a little tease. We're just going to tease them a little bit. Yeah, but is it just me? Maybe it is just me. But this teaser didn't. This is a teaser. It's like a two and a half minute trailer. No, I think it's it's a a teaser. I think it's a teaser. It's a teaser. There's very, very little dialogue. A teaser is only like 30 seconds. Yeah, but it doesn't reveal much. Usually trailers. They showed at Comic Con as the teaser. Usually trailers. This is the teaser trailer. Give you that full picture of like what you think the movie's going to be. This didn't really do it. It shows you a lot of like clips and stuff, but it doesn't give you any context. Why is Hulk fighting Iron Man? It doesn't do that. It it kind of like, yeah, this is what Ultron looks like. And that's cool, but like, I don't know. Like, in, just in general, I, like, why are we not seeing... Because Loki is cool as, as much as we all like Loki, even though he's a little bit of that gray area character. He never felt like a great threat against all these Avengers. Like, Thor fought him by himself in the first Thor... Why is he, like, even a threat to, now, Thor plus Iron Man plus Captain America? Because he had an entire alien army behind him. That alien army was weak. But but that's why. Right. But but still. <laughs> but still. This new bad guy feels like he can take on the Avengers by himself. But we didn't see him fight anybody, so how do we feel that way? Because we know who Ultron is if you're oh, a comic okay. book person. Well, I'm so, you don't? I totally know. It feels like you don't. Well, why does it feel like I don't? Because you're complaining about, oh, we didn't see anybody, we didn't see him fight Ultron at all, you know? so how do we know? How do we know? No, no, I, didn't say, I didn't say, how do we know? I want to see that. I know that who the bad guy is. I thought I made that clear. Yes, I know, Ultron's a bad guy. But why is it bad to want to see that? I don't need to see the Hulk fight it's not, Iron but why, Man. Why is it when a, I saw why is it a strike against it if you don't see in the first trailer, the first time we're going to see this, We'll get to see that. It'll be in the film. It'll be in the next trailer. Because they're going to listen to your criticism and say, Matt has some great points. Why don't we put some Ultron on Avengers fighting? I know that I know that seeing Iron Man fight Hulk gives you this sense of like real world drama that otherwise you would not be able to attain 
in the Avengers 2. But trust not me. what I said. Putting words in my mouth. It's basically what you said. No, that's totally not what I said. But no, Ian's, Ian's real, Ian's real world drama. It was the inner is... turmoil that uh, that Bruce Banner was dealing with. Based that, on what? Based on. Let's let's look at some some some, someone, some screenshots here that we have of. Someone can be two years clean of alcohol and still go back. Why to do we it? keep going through? Just. Some screenshots here of him dealing with something. Yeah, why is he in a straitjacket? When he turns into the Is that a straitjacket or is that a like, blanket? I don't know. I, I thought it was a straitjacket. Look like a straitjacket. It's a fun, It's his shirt. He's doing like that. Because um, I'm sure that's after they pick him up going all fruit brute in the woods. <laughs> he has no clothes. I don't know. But anyway, I'm sure we'll see Ultron. I agree with both of you. This didn't raise me up an extra level. I was like, this is the Avengers. Looks like the Avengers yeah, to me. Yeah, it does. Uh, you it, know, it, looks, looks cool, but I'm not extra excited by anything. Besides, James Spader's voice acting sounded really good. I'm intrigued by that. I'm, I was indifferent to his voice, and it um, didn't hate it, didn't love it. It was just kind of there. Uh, what I will say is this felt like it's got a more serious tone than the first one. The, the more, the longer we live with the first one, the more I realize I feel like there's just too much comedy. It, it feels like it's a little too cute for its own good. Whereas this one, granted, it's just a teaser, but it, it feels like it's got a darker tone to it. It feels like it's going to take itself a bit more seriously. And that's the way it's cut because Adventure Time looked like the laugh riot of the summer, the next super bad. And then it was a miserable drama. Adventure Time? Yeah. Or Adventureland, sorry. So the cut of this trailer, yeah, it looks super serious. But and is I that know what the final product's going to be? Probably not. Or is We're going to get more banana peels and cream. You're going to get you're some, gonna get some Marvel comedy. But I think, I bet you that it is toned down. I do have a feeling this movie is going to be. Because Captain America 2 was toned down a little bit as well. And Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. I didn't say that. Captain America was toned down. But yeah, I I think I just wanted to like this more than I did. Um, I I don't know if maybe they didn't show enough or the right stuff, but just seeing things like Hulk fight Iron Man, I I just seeing the Hulkbuster armor just didn't do anything for me. I don't I'm know. Not a big Hulkbuster person. And in the first place. Maybe maybe because, the, to me, the Hulk fucking stole the show in the first Avengers movie. Right? When he was on there as the Hulk, it was the coolest yeah. version of the Hulk we've ever seen. I want to see him fighting the bad guys and, like, being the hero that he can be rather than, like, fighting... And we'll, and we'll get to see plenty of that. Probably. Oh, I yeah. mean... Yeah, you're the, probably right. The rumor about this is that after this, you're not going to see the Hulk very much at all because they're shooting him into space. Like, that's what they're going to do. And then they'll bring him back with the Guardians and Avengers Are they going to do Planet Hulk like in that. the films? The the rumors are that at the end of this one, that's what they're going to do. And they have the option to maybe do Planet Hulk or just don't say anything and eventually bring him back. But I think the smart money is on that. That's what they're going to do. They're going to do some kind of Planet Hulk thing or come back eventually and, and spin that off. Because a lot of people like that storyline, so... We'll see. That sounds, I have, that sounds like a bad idea. I've never read it. It it gives some fans a really beloved story. It puts Hulk front and center in a completely different environment than the first two movies 
that were not such a success. But that wasn't because he's earthbound. It was because they were badly made movies. I think that you can still do a great Hulk story and keep him earthbound and, you know, bring in a character like the leader or, I don't know. I can't imagine them sending him off to the it's a It's a connection to... I. You can't? They did it in the comics. In the comics. Yeah, but... I can't, I, I can't see them doing they, this in the movies. This, Even I though feel like there's going to be a... They're going to need to make a connection with the Guardians. That's a logical plot that they've had. Yeah, it's Thanos and all the stones. You could... I mean, that's a part of it. Planet Hulk... I mean, Hulk in space lasted for years. I mean, it was years literally, like... Not in comics time, but, you know... It seems like too wacky a move to do... To make one of the next movies Hulk in space. It, right? It's, it's you, seemed, right? That's, that seems a little too far. It seemed too wacky to have the Guardians of the Galaxy <clears throat> be front and center. The Guardians of the well, Galaxy... Well, that everybody except you. Guardians of the Galaxy changed my perception and probably a lot of people's on whether you could pull off Hulk in space. I think they probably could. I would rather see him on Earth doing, like, more normal Hulky things, but whatever, you know, whatever. I, I think they could totally do it. Now, Silver Surfer was a player in that story as well. Um, and, and I'm still unclear who has rights to Silver Surfer. I don't know. Is, Are you or, sure? Or is it co-owned? Do, does Marvel no, have? He's Fox. He's a... Fox, Fantastic Four character. Okay, you're you're positive. Positive. Well, that sucks because we all know that that Fantastic Four movie is going to be horrible, and there's only going to be one of them. The closer we get to it, like the, I mean, it's not getting a lot of positive anything. I keep hoping that they just cancel the whole project. I feel like it's not too late. And when you get the when you get the actors coming out saying this isn't going to be the Sue Storm you've ever seen before and stuff like that, you're like, oh, oh man. There, there's been no no respect for the source material, and and it's just everything about it screams, just don't go, just don't go. Although I have to admit, I am really curious to see the trailer for that. And that could be like, because what am I, like a negative four on that movie? That could be like a 20-point trailer swing. Because if I see you that trailer... you'll get that from the trailer? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because, like, I'm really down on it. But if I see a trailer for that and I'm like, whoa, that looks really good, I guess it could happen. But, like, my instincts are telling me no. But I hope that happens. Do either of you have anything else to add about Ultron? Or what we can expect out of this first trailer? Well, we saw we it. Saw we don't have to expect anything anymore. Or do we? We sleep on it and then wake up and there's a new expectation. And we for, like, forgot. And then you watch it again and you're like, oh yeah. Are there any other points you want to make about <laughs> things you've seen in this trailer that you like or didn't like? No, thank you. I did not like Ultron's eyeballs in the last frame that we see him. I don't like his... Michael Bay Transformers face in that last frame either. The first robot we see that apparently comes out of the foundry or whatever and crushes the Iron Man shell skull, 
That shit's fucking creepy. Borderline scary. Because he's all... When he comes out of there. Mishmash of suits put together. Yeah. Has some exposed wires. Looks like herky-jerky when he's walking through the mansion. Yeah, Pretty that's creepy. super creepy. But by the time you get polished... Eyeball, Ultron at the end with the, with the movable features and everything. I'd almost rather, you know, let James Spader act for that character. Give him the comic book face with just the big dead skull head. He doesn't need features. We don't need to see that robot, the moat. Agreed. Let James Spader do that work. Because, like, to me, that's scarier than seeing his eyebrows lift up and down. What if they... What if they did Darth Vader today? Like, Darth Vader's mask would be all oh, moving and shit. Like, terrible. you have a totally static face, and yet he was one of the scariest bad guys, like, ever. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and one of the best. Oh, I, why are they not learning from, like, the best? So I mean, that's, just, that's, that's my reference point for this Ultron. Like, make him, make him like Darth Vader. Just static yep. face. Let the actors do their work. Yep. Put a cool little subtle voice effect on it and oh yeah so what very quickly before we sign off for the for the night um what exactly is ultron's like kind of villainous motivation um well he was in the comics go he's he wants to make the world a better place but realizes the biggest detriment to humanity is humanity itself Mm -hmm. so thinking like a robot without any humanity of his own, he's like, well, the easiest fix to this is to kill humanity, so that's what I'm going to do. And then what? Then he starts multiplying, takes control of shit, starts killing humanity, and... No, no, so once all the humans are gone, then how's the world... Who's the world a better place for, just the animals? I guess the Earth. Mother Nature itself. Yeah, then he's fixed it. Huh. Then the detriment of the planet is gone because of people. So he's just trying. He's not trying to save humanity really from itself. He's just trying to save Mother Nature. I think he's just trying. He's to, a tree hugger. Basically, he's trying to solve saying. problems. Yeah, he's a tree hugger. Yeah, that, that hippie Ultron. Hippie Ultron. They should give him a beard and long hair. But Jesus, and have him play an acoustic guitar. That would be badass. That doesn't make you a hippie. It's scary. It gets you on the road to it. Sorry. We'll give him a joint, too. Is that better? Yeah, that's bad. Now it's complete. Yeah. Well, I think that's Of course, he would be all about peace, too, so unless, that unless defeats you the purpose. Unless you have anything else you want to argue about. I have not argued at all tonight. <laughs> well, thanks, everyone, for listening tonight. My name is Paul McKenzie. Ian Sharpley. Matt Cassell. See you next time.
Oh, it is going to be all these. <laughs> Kindergarten class. Fuck you.